We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Geo and Jones across the country on CBS Sports Radio. Andrew Filipponi back in for Brian one more day. Good morning, Andrew. What's happening? What's up, Greg? Did you have a beautiful day in the city again yesterday? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> that didn't sound like a very convincing yes. No, I uh, I caught up with some family. Yeah. You got to do that, right? Of course you do. Yeah, you'd feel guilty if you didn't. But then when you're doing it, you don't like doing it. So odd... I do a power ranking of people when I come to New York. If I'm here for a brief amount of time, and I would consider two and a half days brief. Of course, yeah. I put together a list of a half dozen people that I want to see. Mm-hmm. And so I put the family at the top, and then I work my way down. So last night was the family night. Mm-hmm. Cousin lives in Queens. Another cousin comes in from Denver for the holidays. So okay. we all get together for the first time. I'm not going to see them for Christmas, so it was a de facto Christmas. Here's was here here's the off-putting part of it all. <laughs> okay. Okay. My cousin who lives here has an eight-month-old baby. Complicates matters. Now, teeth are coming in. I mean, Baby can almost walk. It's a big pain in the ass, this baby. Well, we're, well, <laughs> well let's call it what it is. Dude, that is not where I'm going with this. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought maybe you were. <laughs> so, at that point, eight months, you're thinking you're going to be a dad soon. Yeah. Eight-month-old can eat normal food or get in there, no, baby I, food. I, see, I don't, know, I don't know enough about that yet, but I'm not sure. I guess not. I would say maybe not. Eight months, probably not. It's probably mushy... Stuff still. Okay, but still, it's sitting in a high chair, right. and you're giving it, like, custards and peas. and <laughs> yes. No, you know what? Select custards. No. And, and and this is why it's still, it's we're, like, eight hours since it happened. It's still bugging me. <laughs> my cousin, who I love, one of my best friends, breastfeeding him at the dinner oh, table. Oh, come on. You can't do that. In public, it, just with the no, no, we're we're in the we're in the comfort of her own home. Oh, okay, all right, all right. I thought we were in public. All right, that's but a little you've got to realize that because it's no longer an infant, she puts like the towel or pad or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. over the baby. Yeah, but it's like it's so active town, now. Yeah. It's, I mean. She's out. You lose a appetite at that point. It's just tough, dude. I'm having a conversation with my head down in my lap, like, <laughs> yeah, no, everything's good. No, yeah, how? Oh, you, oh, you, uh huh. The whole time. Did she ask? Do, do you mind if I? No, there was no. Do you mind? Just wow, very confident human being. And she's like, wow, he's really excited today. The towels like going <laughs> flying. <there." laughs> well, we'll see if over the next. Dude, you do not. It's one thing to see a like a friend of a friend. There's some awkwardness there to see them like out revealed. Yeah, it's a when it's a family member, close family, really, yeah, traumatizing. Yes, yeah, they got to consider that. We'll we'll see if we can get you over that over the next three hours. Now, what are you and Gina gonna do? Are you gonna go the breastfeeding? I think we're gonna gonna try. I think we're gonna try. I to be quite honest, I don't know enough about the whole situation right now to even have an educated opinion on it. 
Um, breast milk free. Yeah, right. Of course, but we'll see. We'll see how it works out. It's all. It's all like we'll see what she can, what she can produce, okay. and what she can't. Some people think formula is like toxic. Yeah, I don't. Some know. of these doctors out there make it out like it's. Yeah, my poison. Yeah, Gina will be one of those people, I'm sure. So we'll see. Um, but that's uh, that's for February. So don't give me an anxiety attack. All right. <laughs> I got a little bit of time. Yeah, you got the mother-in-law in yeah. town. You don't need that <laughs> Please, give, give me a break. Uh, all right, as we head into week 16, we're yep. thinking about seedings and who's going to get in in the AFC and where teams are going to be playing and the age-old conversation in 2017 of you know, who's the best team in the NFC. Just thinking about this season, 2017 in the NFL, it has been a disgusting year. And I try to avoid recency bias. I try not to be the guy that the thing in front of me is the best I've ever seen or the worst I've ever seen. So I've done some thinking about this. Yeah. And with the combination of all the star players that have gotten hurt, the Ezekiel Elliott suspension, another one of these in the courts thing, and we're talking about domestic violence in the NFL. We saw a guy... Ryan Shazier carted off the field. We don't even know if he can walk still to this day. We've got high-profile owners going after the commissioner. The kneeling saga that went on with the president calling players SOBs. I mean, this has been a brutal year for the NFL, and I wonder if there's anything that can happen on the field. Is there a story that's going to be so great that we're able to be, you know, put a fragrance or a perfume on us what happened in this uh, in this season because I- I'm not sure if there is. Well, let me ask you this question first. Did you feel like last year got saved? Did you think the way the year ended with the Super Bowl comeback for New England, playoffs where you had Pittsburgh, New England, two marquee high-profile franchises, AFC Championship game, NFC playoffs, Green Bay got to a championship game, Dallas-Green Bay divisional round classic game. Did you feel by the end that the NFL had come out of Kaepernick, deflate gate, yeah. everything by the end of the year, even though the ratings said down year for the NFL, that by the end, if you had talked to the suits over at the NFL offices, they would have said, all things considered, good year. Yeah, but Finish I think, strong. Yeah, I would say yes, and the, and the way that I judge that is that when I think back to last year, some of the things that pop into my head first was, I mean, that's the Super Bowl comeback is, is the first thing that pops into my head. But my argument against that is, yes, you had Kaepernick, but Kaepernick was a bigger story this year when he wasn't on a team. I mean, last year it was a big deal. He became a bigger story this year when he wasn't even playing. Every time that a quarterback went down in the NFL, Colin Kaepernick, Steve Bashotti out there polling his fans, whether or not you can bring Colin Kaepernick in. So Mm -hmm. I think that everything that happened last year in the NFL was multiplied negatively by tenfold this year. So, I mean, I think I'll be looking back and I, I don't know how the Super Bowl ends and you know, growing up a Vikings fan, if they make it there, or they win then that's going to wipe away a lot of it for me personally. But I don't know if I'll be looking back on this season at the end of the Super Bowl going, wow, that Super Bowl was amazing. That's my takeaway from the I season. I don't think that that narrative, if that it's, it's personal for you because of your attachment to the team, that, you know, 
rare, it's never happened before storyline of them playing a home game in the Super Bowl, I don't think that that's enough. To wipe to, this away. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at just the way the playoff matchups are projected right now, you would have to say that it's probably going to get worse before it gets better mm-hmm. from the TV rating perspective. The You've got... I'm just projecting out what I think is going to happen. You might have Jaguars, Chargers, Ravens, Chiefs, Falcons, Rams, Saints, Panthers, Wild Card Weekend. Those are not the type of matchups that are going to light up America. No, not right? at all. I mean, the Chargers and Jaguars, if you just go by local TV ratings, are two of the least cared about or watched teams in the entire NFL. Mm-hmm. They got no juice yep. whatsoever. Right. Two of those L.A. teams, yeah, it's in market, too, but that that city is not invested in, in either one of those teams yet. So, from, from you don't have Dallas. They're not going to make the playoffs. I know with Elliott coming back, I, I don't think it's going to happen for them. Do you? No, I okay, don't so believe that it will. Dallas is out. Green Bay's out. Yep. Giants officially. out. Yep. Jets out. you got a lot of these big market. Po- Chicago Bears have not out, even been competitive. Bad Washington yep. out. So, you really... If you're the NFL and you're rooting for something to happen here to help make up for a, a disaster, as you put it, you need a Patriots-Steelers-AFC Championship game rematch. Would you agree? Yeah, that's the only matchup I need, can think about it that I care about. And you need the Eagles to make it to the Super Bowl. Well, because That's the, the other end of it. The full storyline of the fact that the Eagles are one of those teams. They've never won it before. Right. Yeah. Pretty big following. Yeah, okay. I mean, the NFC South teams, I, I'm <laughs> sorry, they're – there's not a other than the Saints. There's you can get not into a lot the of Saints. buzz there. You can get into the Saints. Yeah, the Eagles. I think it's a, it's twofold with them. You're right. The fact that they haven't won one and they're so passionate, and also the Nick Foles storyline, which I do think hurts because oh two, yeah, of course it does. I mean, two of the best teams that you have in the NFC are going to have guys that you don't really want to see play quarterback in those type of games. You want to see an NFC Championship game, Nick Foles versus Case Keenum. I know there's going to be football junkies that are into that, but it's just not the same. You know what this reminds me of, actually? It reminds me of 99. Okay. You're talking because about— Because if you think about it, you've got a Rams team that had, at that point, they scored a ton of points, but Warner was— The thing he had going for him was that it was a sentimental story. Yeah, the whole—I worked in a grocery store <laughs> deal, and then, yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. But was still a relatively unknown player, mm-hmm. and, you know, it was the Titans— you know, sure. like, uh, the game was great, though. It I mean, was, that's yeah. one of the all-time Super Bowls for me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and at that, at what ends up happening is that now, you know, Warner becomes a Hall of Famer, Falk. But at the time, in the moment, that was, no, that was not was, a good Super Bowl on right. paper. Yeah, people were confused. I remember that. I was, I was still in high school, and the people that weren't big into the NFL that would jump in. It was a band teacher because I played a lot of music. It was a band guy. He goes, Who's in the Super Bowl this year? I said, Rams and Titans. I remember this. He's like, the Titans? He didn't even know it was a team. Yeah. So it, it could be yeah, like that's that right. They were new to Nashville at the right. time. Yeah. So it was a very, very odd Super Bowl. But, but if your question is just a, can they do anything? Because Well, we've got, this, we've got these NFL network allegations and stuff now flying that's around That's another again. part of this season. Now, I don't know what – I would be willing to bet when it's that many of their talent – that has been accused. There has to be some sort of truth in there. I would say maybe one or two of these stories at least have to be, but it's very hard to project these things. It's a, it's a slippery slope. 
But now you just got you got more and more of them. Now Michael Irvin is being accused. I mean, so you have what? Heath Evans, Ike Taylor, Warren Sapp, Marshall Falk, mm-hmm. Michael Irvin, Eric Davis, Warren Moon, who, who's – is he, he didn't do work with the NFL Network. That's a separate story. But he's now involved now, he was in on that Monday morning quarter. He was on that Monday quarterback show with Adam Schein. Was he? So, I mean, it's just – this has been <laughs> such a brutal year for football. And I used to be the guy that would say there is nothing that's going to knock football down. There's nothing that's going to knock the NFL down. But what do you mean by that? Like like what? Make it the number two sport in America? or Yeah, the, or be – the undisputed champion like it would it would never be in a place where it wasn't in my lifetime the undisputed champion and now what do you think and now i think there's a there's a big question well what 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 do you think's gonna knock it off this esports thing no 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 i think i think the nba right now and its growth is in danger of maybe not passing it but getting to a point where you can actually have that discussion i really do believe that and if you look and i TV ratings, to me, are the best indicator on it. And I think that we don't – everybody who wants that whole narrative of the kneeling made people watch less football will look at those ratings and say that's the only thing. I don't know if that's the truth. There's a lot of cord cutters. There's bad games on Thursday night. There's a lot of other reasons for it. But if you look at the growth of the NBA and early on in this season and how people are interested in how some of these guys have moved around as they – Teams tried to go after the Warriors and the Cavaliers and these superstars that were switching teams. How they've reacted to that in TV ratings pre-Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's astronomical. And I know that the Steelers-Pats game got a huge rating. Mm-hmm. But I don't yeah, even think we even... can talk about that one because that's the only matchup in the NFL anybody really cares about. You're right, but you know what else happened with that game? It left a bad taste in people's mouth. Yeah, right, of course. Yeah, because it, which that is such a good point because – the most important game that had been played in the NFL this year. Yep. What were we talking about afterwards? How the NFL screwed it up. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just another example of this. Now, I, I used to think that those things were good for the NFL. Like bad publicity. Any yeah. publicity is good publicity. No, that I, I hate that because ask Jared Fogle about that. He'll probably say that, uh, <laughs> you know, there's, there's bad publicity out there. But, I mean, I think that. When it's on the field stuff and people are talking about it, like the replacement referees, I didn't think that that was such a big deal for the NFL would knock it down. But when it's stacked on top of a hundred other things that have happened this year, yeah, I think it's a problem. But I think it's good for any sports league to be a part of the news cycle. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if 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 a important NHL game had a horrible call, and for whatever reason, everybody talked about it the next day. That would be good for that league, right? Because it's niche or it's, you know, the fourth sports league. But for the NFL, given the amount of hits it's taken this year, I don't think it was good that the next day all the attention was on the referees, you know, either the rule or replay, however you framed it. I don't think that that was good for the league in the big picture. Do you, yeah. you you agree with that? I, I do. So the thing about the NBA versus the NFL, though, is if you look at the ratings and you're like, you're telling me that the NBA ratings are great right now. Mm-hmm. TNT is saying that they're getting, I think on average, 2 million fans per game. The NFL, they're all their national games. So Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, you add it up. It's 15 million per game. 
So that's still a pretty big gap between the two. Well, we're, talk, we're talking about also a long season, right, in, in the NBA. A long regular season. More inventory, season. more games. There's more games. And also, I'm not talking about it's going to, as I said, it, to surpass it is one thing. To start being a discussion of what's more popular. And I also think that when you're thinking of kids these days and who they want to be, I mean, I think we're back to the days of everybody when we were growing up that Michael Jordan was the undisputed singular athlete that everybody wanted to be like. You know, be like Mike was the phrase. I don't think that people look in the NFL as younger kids, at least the vibe that I get, and look at the NFL and idolize these guys as much as they do. The NBA's got just droves of them. I mean, we're talking about superstar, whether it's Curry, Durant, LeBron, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, all these guys are so important in the lives of younger sports fans, way more so than the NFL superstars. Like, who's the, like, the great young NFL player that, I mean, Odell Beckham Jr., I would say, would be one of them that transcended stuff, and then we haven't seen him in months because he's one of these guys that got hurt. So I just, I see a trend going in a certain direction with injuries, concussions, discussions, all of these things that surround the NFL where the NBA is going to get a lot closer. I don't think that there is the, well, man, you say that. I was I, I was just about to say, I don't think there's an emotional attachment to the players as much anymore because of the, because of the lens in which we, we look at professional football through with fantasy football, with sports betting. We have, you've got skin in the game, but it's different. You know, like you're not, if you're invested in football, it's not so much because you love a player. Mm -hmm. It's because you either love a team or you've got a reason. Well, I'm financially invested in this, in player X or team Y. You get what I'm trying to say? But I say all that. The Eli Manning thing was interesting to me because that got personal for people. It did, yeah. That that that's the best. You know, you're saying you know people right now look at these young, you know Russell Westbrook and these young burgeoning NBA players. But the Manning thing reminded me of something like that, because you know people probably didn't look at that objectively because of how much they cared about that guy. And that was not just a to me that was not just a New York thing. I thought that nationally people felt sorry for him. Yeah, because he's done everything the right way in people's eyes. He's the ho-hum guy. He hasn't made any waves. He won championships, so you can't have that knock on him. And there was a lot of factors there. I still thought that it was the right move, and I still think that they're making a mistake by playing him the rest of the season. You know what the NFL did that, from for the sake of this conversation, what they've done, what's gone wrong for them, what maybe they could have done right, they take Elliott off the field for six games. Maybe they thought, hey, we get slammed and killed when we let these guys play. And it's like it adds to what people say is wrong about football. It's My point is they did not get a lot of credit for that. It's not like people came out and said, good for you, NFL. Yeah, right. You took this guy off the field. Look at what he might have done. This is what we want out of our our league. This yeah. is what we want from Goodell. No, they didn't. No. And what 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 happened? You alienated one of the bigger biggest power bro- power brokers in the sport, Jerry Jones. You alienated maybe the biggest fan base in the entire sport by doing it, and you probably took that team out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. So if they just said, you know what, there's a lot of circumstantial evidence here, we're going to let Elliott play. The Cowboys are a playoff team. The ratings are probably better. And you've got a team in the playoffs that's got some juice. Would you agree with that? Yeah, of course. But this was an overcorrection they by them. They thought they were doing the right thing. And they I think it, it backfired yeah, on them. It, it certainly did. Do you think that this has been a terrible year for the NFL like we do? 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. And is it ripe for competition once again? Ugh. There's a man out there that thinks so. It is Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. It's time to ask the pros where you get to ask us a question brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Go to cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros or submit your question via Twitter mm. at CBS Sports Radio, hashtag askthepros. Sign up to be an O'Rewards member today and start earning instantly. O'Rewards members earn $5 back for every 150 points you earn. It's fast, easy, and free, and only on O'Reilly Auto Parts. See store for details. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Bogus is here. Bogus, where do you stand on breastfeeding at a dinner table? Breastfeeding at a dinner? <laughs> which dinner table? At a restaurant? No, or? I was it was in an apartment. So, like, Andrew's been down all morning. Yeah. Because a very close cousin of his, one of his best friends, too, so, and relative. Okay. Took it out. Yeah. At, at, yeah. The, at the dinner I table. I saw more than I wanted to see. Let's put it that way. Well, my, my wife breastfed both of our kids, and uh, so I've become very open and used to it. So I, I get the initial shock of it, but I mean— Would she do it around friends and stuff? I mean, no, she never did it, like, in front of my brother. That didn't happen. But, I mean, I've been, like, in parks now where women—I mean, I just kind of— Parks? Yeah. It's a uh, whole thing. You just do it wherever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you never— just, Can you get an indecent exposure? No. No, that's what? A, yeah. yeah. Well, about this? Oh, come on! There's a different set of rules for that. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, I understand it. I do understand it. I mean, because you're it's it's benefiting a child. It's nature, right? It's really what it's it really is. It's really on us. We shouldn't. It's our 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 uncomfort, our discomfort is it's it's our fault. At what age do you draw the line, though? Seven. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, probably like a year old, right? Once you're up to a year, it's... this baby's eight months. It's got teeth coming in. It's moving around. It's no, eight throwing months. The... It, yeah, you're good. I think like when you get past two, it gets a little dicey. Two? When the kid's like a real person. Two. Yeah. No, it's got to stop way before. I mean, my, both my kids did, but I think really when you get like to it being a toddler, it's really strange. Yeah. When's but, toddler start after the first birthday? Uh, I think after two. How about there's a mom's room here now? They yeah. created Intercom took over and made a mom's I like pump, it. pump room. I like it. Yeah. So you're okay Have you with, been in there yet? I've not been in there. No, I haven't. I haven't needed to pump. But <laughs> yet. <laughs> yet. I wonder if I try. What would <laughs> like marinara? You know, come out of me. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a there's a. So you're okay with the pump room here, the mom's room at work, but in a park. It's privacy. Give them their give mothers, new moms, their okay. space. All right, fine. I'm okay with the parking spot at the, at the Whole Foods for expectant mothers or new moms. Yeah. Give them their little. Yeah. You know, make things easier on people that just had a baby. I get that. Mm -hmm. Don't take don't take me into that world though. <laughs> if you don't want to go, yeah. Did you give me a heads up at least? Just like I'm Just about like, to. Oh, it, he's hungry. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I just the sound effects. <laughs> I don't care. Look, this is not the first time I've seen breastfeeding 
happened that, you know, sitting next to me or that close to me, that's not the first time she's done it next to me. Yeah. It's just that now the baby is old enough where it's very hard for her to keep herself covered. Yeah. Okay. If you follow. I got you. Right. Yep. Yep. And I don't want to see her that way. Yeah. It's traumatizing. Yeah. I understand. I understand, but you're deeply affected by it. By the way, my wife does not listen to the show, but your wife's presence in the city, apparently, I got the biggest pitch in recent memory for a third kid yesterday. I don't know where it came from. Mm. But really? From, yeah. From, from out of clear blue sky? Out of nowhere? Uh, I mean, not completely because it's been discussed before, but yesterday was like the wow. you know, bat in her eyes and like. Really? Yeah. And what was your response to it? Uh, give me on Monday. <laughs> what, you sleep on it? You could do that? She's like, what's Monday? I'm like, for Christmas? And I'm like, no, 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 no. I just, I think I'll decide by then. Wow. <laughs> All right. That's so very you're really interesting. really that 50-50 on it? No, I was just trying to get out of this situation as that's fast strong. as possible. That's, that's, that's a little awkward. I, yeah. Yeah, because I can't think about it in a non-economic like, way. Yeah. Right, well, that's what you do as the dad, they're right? They're damn expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... I want them to have their own room, and we have a house that has only two bedrooms and two kids, so there's no place for this one. And it'd be unfair to either one of them to have to share a room with a crying, screaming baby. Look at you. Look and at we just put a crap ton of money into our house. We're not moving anytime soon. The answer's no. I mean, the answer is no, but I wasn't going to say no to her last right. night. So you're going to wait until Christmas call- morning? To <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. no. 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 Maybe, maybe you could write no on a piece of paper and wrap it. In her stocking. <laughs> she knows what my answer is. Look, right. She tried hard to change my mind yesterday. Wow. Well, good for her. Giving it a shot. Why not? All right, Bogus, what do you got for us, man? Uh, we begin, uh, boys, on a very sad note. The sports world has lost the voice of Dick Enberg. The Hall of Fame broadcaster died yesterday in his California home at 82. Enberg's first big job was serving as the voice of UCLA basketball for nine seasons, during which the Bruins won eight national titles with John Wooden. He went on to call the Super Bowl, Olympics, and Final Fours. Enberg retired after 60 years in the booth in October 2016. The Chicago Bulls had won seven straight games. The Cavs had won 11 straight at home, which streak continued last night in Cleveland. John Michael relieved on Cavs Radio Cleveland, hanging on for a 115-112 decision, 34 points, six rebounds, nine assists from LeBron. Isaiah Thomas put his uniform on, went through pregame warm-ups last night, but did not play for the Cavaliers. He will not make his season debut on Christmas against the Warriors either, but it's coming. Thomas is coming back from a hip injury last spring. The Raptors coming back from a 22-point third-quarter hole in Philly, disappointing the Sixers 114-109, a career-high 45 for DeMar DeRozan. Yahoo Sports says the Pittsburgh Pirates motivated to move 27-year-old starter Garrett Cole, and the Yankees are the likely destination. Cole will likely make $8 million next season in arbitration. He's not a free agent until after the 2019 campaign. The NFL said earlier this week, referee Gene Steratore didn't break any rules when he used an index card to help him decide a first down Sunday night in Oakland. But now the league has told officials to no longer use any office products for such situations. Uh, The Seahawks find a hundred thousand dollars. What other office products? (laughs) Trapper keeper. Uh, the Seahawks find 100 grand for mishandling Russell Wilson's possible concussion in the game in early November. College football Temple took out Florida International 28 3. 
in whatever they were calling the bowl game in St. Petersburg last night. Today, you get two more games, UAB and Ohio. This is the one you want to be in. They're playing the Bahamas Bowl at 1230 Eastern, and then it's Wyoming and Central Michigan in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl at 4. College Hoops, second-ranked Michigan State, dumped Long Beach State 102-60, and eighth-ranked Texas A&M fought off Buffalo 89-73, but number 12, Gonzaga, lost at San Diego State 72-70. And on ice, Devils forward Brian Boyle against Rangers goalie Henrik Lundqvist in a shootout in Jersey. <laughs> did, did, did Matt they, Lachlan. Wait, hold on a second. Did they go that cheap on the Devils broadcast where they hired an orangutan? Like, it's a new color now? No, it's, they just dusted off Chico Resch. <laughs> I mean, my God. That was Chico? That was Chico. <laughs> Man. Uh, Jersey Great guy, by the way. Gets a win, 4-3. Great guy. Super crazy. Yeah. And now he's got that voice going. <laughs> that was bizarre. <laughs> Chico used to do TV. Yeah. What happened Chico there? Chico Eats. That what it was called, Pete. We like, would <laughs> wander around the stadium and try different things. <laughs> yeah. Chico Resch. Very religious, Chico Resch. Yeah. Did not know that. Yeah. Born again, Chico. Yeah. Great slash terrible wig, too. Yeah. One of the worst toupees. I'll tell you what. That's one thing I will do at some point in my life. Yeah. No, you won't. Yeah. Because I'm already starting to lose it a little bit. You're out of your mind. You're not going to go No, no. Yes, I am. I, I, I've already made up my toupee. mind. You're not going to change my mind on this. There's a toupee is the worst way you could go with that. You could do like. You fuck. don't think there have been great advances made? No, there in has the not. Toupee world. There has not. I could still take a look at one and say there's been more advanced with the, like hair replacement stuff. Like the, the, one of the guys here did a hair replacement thing. You wouldn't know where they they took hair from somewhere else or something and they put it in his head. That that's, maybe. That's really expensive. Okay, but a toupee you're gonna look like an idiot. You're thinking of like the Marv Albert toupees, the old school Gene Cady rugs that look. I'm thinking of like more like Greg Gumbel style, where you've got, where you've got. What are you laughing about? You know what I'm talking about? Where you've almost got a changing room full of toupees, where it's like, all right, this is one that looks like I just got a haircut. This is one a week into the haircut. This is one where if you ever came in with Greg Gumbel's hair. One day. <laughs> that would be remarkable. Let's go out to Wisconsin, talk to Brad on Hi, CBS Brad. Sports Radio. What's up, Brad? Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, thanks. Good. What's up? Uh, yesterday, we go from scheduled sex to uh, breastfeeding and toupees. Today, wonderful. <laughs> yes, that's that's <laughs> what you get on this to, show, man. Back to football. Uh, First-time caller, long-time listener. Uh, I think uh, with the NFL, until these referees stop deciding these games with final calls, not only that, but you have the similar plays happening across different games on the same day and different calls. Like you had the uh, Pittsburgh non-touchdown, but you had the Panthers guy landing out of bounds, and that's a touchdown. So until these referees are are not deciding these games with with touchdown calls, uh, it's going to be crap. Yeah, but that's going to be – I mean, how do you avoid that, though, Brad? I mean, it's just sort of the circumstance of the game, and I think that they got it right, at least with the Steelers. And I don't know what they said, the explanation of the bird touchdown with Carolina. Like, his, did his left cheek land before his right? I mean, it seemed like he landed out of bounds to me. So that was a weird one that they had a touchdown. But as far as the Steelers game went, that's just sort of the way that it needed to go. And that was the rule, and it was applied correctly. 
Yeah, but touchdown or out of bounds is out of bounds. Yeah, well, that was a, that was certainly a bad call, but I thought Pereira said one cheek equals two feet. <laughs> did did he really do that? <laughs> he did. Right. No, he did say that. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not trying uh, to crack wise. I, I think he said that. That, that. See, that's what I I thought. Maybe that's what they would have said when I watched that replay. I didn't pay attention to that one as much as the Steelers one. So maybe they both calls. I don't know if Al Riveron did a video on that one too. But you know, if both calls are right. I mean, what do you? How do you avoid referees? being put in those situations late in close games, Brad? Well, of course, that was just two examples. I mean, every week I think you can go across the league, and, and it's just uh, there's no consistency. It's, uh, uh, you know, you have different games, different referees, different calls. Some are touchdowns, some are not. And a lot of these decide games. And peop- I think people are just sick of the referees deciding it instead of the players. Yeah. Either you got to let them play or you gotta you got to call the game tight. And it's got to be the same across the board. It can't be, well, if we're watching – uh, uh, Packers, Panthers, it's going to be loose. But if we're watching Steelers, uh, uh, New England, it's tight. Yeah, it's got to be the same across the board. Yeah, it's a, it's interesting, Brad. It's a, it's an impossible thing to achieve. I mean, you think about baseball umpires. There's certain guys with different strike zones. It's just part yeah. of it. You, I mean, you're, you're talking about humans. It can't be the exact thing. Not every single game is played the same way either. So I, have you ever gotten like turned off by a sport or fed up with a sport because of officiating where he said, you know what? I'm done with this. I can't do it anymore. No, no, I have not. Me neither. Never with officiating. I mean, the length of games. Yes. There's times I'm like, I can't, I, I need a break because it takes so long. And sometimes it's because of yeah. replays, but it's still not the main driving force behind it. Like baseball, some of the reviews in baseball drive me crazy. But that's just adding to how long the game is to begin with. So, no. But that's an interesting criticism. That's one of the ones I wouldn't have expected. But with all the criticism of the NFL, Vince McMahon apparently is getting ready to go XFL 2.0 because he sees a ripe situation for a competitive football league Mm -hmm. and bringing this back where I'm sure there's going to be slogans like we stand for the anthem here in the XFL or whatever they're going to try to capitalize on, there are, you know, there's been a ton of. Wouldn't you go the opposite route and try to get Kaepernick? Wouldn't you just try to appeal to that? Go go heel, as they say, Pete, right? Uh, Correct. Yeah, you have Taz who's going to be here as part of Taz and the Moose Show. He'll know all the terms coming up. But, yeah, just go complete on the other side of it. Hire Kaepernick, have well, like well, Matt Lauer coach a team. Well, but hold on. If it's if we're if we're talking about a league made up of guys who aren't good enough to play in the NFL, the first thing I think you would do is grab the most recognizable, well-known players who are not currently in the NFL, and he would be number one. Well, you're basically then. My league would be made up the, – the top three quarterbacks right off the bat would be Manziel, Kaepernick, and Tebow, and I don't really give – I don't care who the rest of the players are. Yeah, but Kaepernick, the though, I, they'll avoid Kaepernick, though, because I guarantee that the reason why they're doing this is because Dude. ratings are down, people are kneeling. If he's into pro wrestling, if the first game was Tebow's team against Kaepernick's team <laughs> – Yeah, I guess you're right. All right, it has to play the villain. People would cover that game. They would treat that game like a real game if that were the matchup. Sure. But I just don't you think though the reason he's starting this though is to do all the things that the NFL's not doing to feed into the people that say they've stopped watching. But that is one of the things the NFL isn't doing. They're not giving Kaepernick a chance. Uh, yeah, but I think there's more people that are saying they're not. All right, the people that are saying 
that I don't watch the NFL anymore. That usually comes from the guy that says, I can't stand that they kneeled for the anthem. There are more of those people than the pro-Kaepernick. He's being, you know, uh, blacklisted. But that, but there is a good percentage of people who have either looked away from the NFL or ignored it because they think that Kaepernick is getting blacklisted. I haven't heard that once, really? to be honest with you. How about the people that were outside the commissioner's office? You think that's yeah, just I a mean, they're upset about minority? It. They're upset about it, but they stopped watching the NFL. That's not one of the things that he should get an opportunity, but it's not like I'm not going to watch the NFL until he does. The people on the other side are, I stopped watching the NFL because I'm so offended by it. So it's that's I think that the people that want Kaepernick, because I think Kaepernick should have had a job too. I'm not stopping watching the NFL, but I, I'm starting to believe some of the people that said, I stopped watching the NFL because of the the protest. There are some there's there's fans of teams that will not like in Pittsburgh where you are. You know there's that was a very Western Pennsylvania was very pro Trump and when that stuff was going on and Mike Tomlin kept the team in a locker room and all that mm-hmm. there were people that were saying they'd never watch again. That's just bull crap because yep. the Steelers are such a big part of their lives. But in other places I do think it has affected it. Dude, there would be a massive audience for a Kaepernick debut in any league. Until they watched him play, and he was so rusty and scrawny. And the, the quality of play is going to stink in this league anyways. So you Th- think this is a good idea? No, I don't. I don't think it's a good idea. I, I can't stand. We have now this. It's really strange to me how many people, like, how when was the XFL around? 10, 15 years ago? Maybe even longer? 2001. Okay. These people that have maybe maybe it's because I watched that documentary on the league. Yeah, who have like tried to make the XFL out like it was something really cool. Yeah, it like was a get, joke. They get yeah. nostalgic over it. Yeah, but it was a joke. It was a total joke. Yeah, I I don't know if it's if it's the same. I love the XFL. I've heard people say oh, I loved it. Did you love the XFL? Pete? I love the coin toss. You had to run out for it. It wasn't this. <laughs> After the first week, I was uh, away from it. Okay. He's a big wrestling guy. Loves You like McMahon, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he was into it and then gave up. But you're right. I mean, I think it's revisionist history with the XFL. They got to get guys that were big-time NFL players that, for whatever reason, are no longer in that league. Well, if they do you, that, they've got a shot. You name the, And then are still young enough to do it. Yeah. And you name those, those big three with Tebow, Kaepernick, I let Herschel Walker play. <laughs> That's true. He wants. He was in here, and he looks like right. he could. That would be cool, would it that, not? That would be, yeah. Until you saw him, and he broke himself <laughs> in the first carry. Would you watch a new XFL? 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Giannotti, Filippone, Gio, and Jones. We're coming right back. Greg Giannotti, Andrew Filippone in for Brian Jones. Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Richard's in Myrtle Beach, and he's on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Richard? Hi, Good Richard. morning. Good morning. How are y'all doing? Great, Richard. What's up, man? So I, I just wanted to comment. You were talking about the XFL and the NFL and yep. the opportunity for them to get that league going. Yes, sir. What I was telling your guy was, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, boxing was huge, right? You, you had uh, all your Roberto Duran, uh, Thomas Hearns, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, uh, you had your heavyweights, you know, the Larry Holmes, you, you know the whole thing. Everybody was in the boxing. But somewhere along the line there, 
people started thinking that the sport was compromised because they weren't placing the number one, number two. It seemed like the whole thing was being manipulated. Sure. To me, that's when they opened up the door for MMA and UFC. So you look at where you're at now, most people could not tell you, and, and I'm a fight fan, most people could not tell you who the heavyweight champion of the world is. Yeah, so, but do you? But don't you think it's a different... Be, you know, once people start thinking that the NFL is compromised, that the game itself is compromised, and to me, what happens on the sidelines is not far from what's going to happen on the field. And once they start thinking that the game is about something else other than football, those fans won't be back. Well, what, what, would, that, what would that something else be? What do you mean by that? Well, where players are giving up. You know, like there was, um, there was some noise going on about Derek Carr was allowed to be hurt by his offensive line. Yeah, but that was that wasn't that, the yeah, that was BS. Yeah, that wasn't ended up being a real story. Um, well, I'm just saying, all people have to do is think it, and and you watch out there on the field, and, and you wonder why, uh, you know, certain things are happening. So, like I said, all it has to be is that people start thinking that the noise on the sideline has made its way out onto the playing field, and those fans that you already see kind of disappearing in the crowds, you already see the participation dropping in fan support. Maybe that does open up the door for the XSO. They got to be real careful with how they do all this, which they haven't been careful, because you know they can choke the golden goose. Well, there's not going to be another football league that takes over the NFL in popularity. If you want to tell me that the NFL drops as the most popular sport in the country, and we're having a discussion, what's more popular, the NBA, or the NFL? I can talk to you about that. But there's not going to be another football league that comes in and overtakes the NFL. That's just, to me, absolutely impossible. Do you think that fans, and not just your conspiracy theorists or your fringe cynics, do you think that there is a good number of people who question the legitimacy of what they're seeing on Sundays, who think, who legitimately think that there's favoritism that goes on or that the game, the, the, the league wants to push certain narratives or that Vegas has its... Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I think that probably 30%, easy, 30% of the people watching NFL feel that way. And you don't think that number has changed much over the years? I think it's gotten worse. I think in the think number has people... gone up. Okay. Yeah, because of more instant replay and the fact that everybody's talking via social media and then things just start get rolling quicker. You know, conversations happen easier. Um, so I, I, I think that, yeah, it's gotten worse. I think there's a people really believe like there was people in Pittsburgh that really believe for whatever reason, as crazy as it is that the NFL would rather have the Patriots yep. win that game than the Steelers. I, why? I don't know, but that's the way they feel about it. And they really, really believe it, which I think is nuts. See, I, I think if this, you know, pr proposed upstart league was going to make inroads with people, it wouldn't be because people are ready to leave the NFL because they think it's fixed. I think they would say, really, no holds barred. We're going to let all kinds of headshots and real football come back. And I think that would appeal to a certain audience. Coming up next. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We don't have enough time. We, you know, I, can, I have a response to that. And also coming up next, if you get fired, go on TV, do a good job. You'll get another job. I'll explain. Gio and Jones, CBS Sports Radio. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.